Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 995 gold that's 833995 gold 833995 g o l d welcome to today's edition of the clay travis and buck sexton show podcast welcome in clay travis buck sexton show appreciate all of you hanging out with us well they had a debate buck I'm not sure that it changed anything. We are going to react. We'll open up the phone lines. Our only guest today, Carol Markowitz, who was front and center last night at the Ronald Reagan debate. Um, And we'll see what she thought from on-the-scene coverage there. She's going to join us about halfway through the show. But, Buck, here's my big takeaway. And I'm curious how you would react. And, by the way, like I said, open phone lines If you watch the debate, you can react as well. 800-282-2882. We said going into this debate that really the big picture question here is, is there going to be somebody that goes toe-to-toe with Donald Trump and everybody out there has to kind of, everybody else has to drop out? Is there that willingness to do it? My biggest takeaway here is, and it's what I thought would likely be the case, there are two people, it seems to me, who are viable alternatives to Trump that could be left standing throwing haymakers at him. Coming out of this debate, I think it is Ron DeSantis, obviously the governor of Florida, and Nikki Haley. I thought Doug Burgum had a really good debate. Um, I thought that there was a clear top four to me, regardless of how you would assess everybody else uh, in no particular order, DeSantis, Vivek, Haley, and Burgum. And Burgum doesn't really have a chance to be the nominee, but I was really impressed with him and and how logical and consistent he was. Uh, Mike Pence, I thought, was totally, uh, he's a non-factor, he's done, and he has been for some time, but I thought even more so on the stage. Uh, Chris Christie, He's he's running. I thought you said it. I, I went and looked at your reactions too, Buck. I thought you said it well. There's two guys on the stage that hate Trump, and that's why they're running. 
Pence yeah. and Christie. Like, they don't have a chance to actually be the nominee. And so, then, and, and so that's kind of my big takeaway is, how would you assess, before we dive into the general discussion, what was your biggest takeaway from last night? I mean, I, I watched the debate like everyone, uh, well, not like everyone else, but like so many others. And my takeaway was there are three people who are running for cabinet positions, realistically. There are two people who are running out of anti-Trump animus. They hate Trump and they want a chance to take public shots at, at him. Um, there's one person who's just trying to get people to know his name. And there's one person who really thinks that he should be president and can win. Now, I think that pretty much lines up with your assessment too, Clay, except you're putting Nikki Haley in alongside uh, the one person who I think is still trying to really be president is Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Um, you, you're putting Nikki Haley in that category too. And, and I think that's, you know, I'm, I'm persuadable to that. Um, I certainly think Nikki Haley believes that she could win this thing. Uh, now, whether or not that could actually happen, it is interesting. There's some polling that, and her team, this is their primary, uh, point in her favor, really, that she does very well against Biden. There is some polling lead. Yeah. Yeah. That, and so we always talk about, oh, the only person who can beat Biden is, and a lot of people think they know the answer, but, uh, uh, you know, the, the numbers right now are very, very indicative that Nikki Haley might be weak in the primary, but strong in the general. And that used to be more of a conventional political wisdom, right? That it wasn't the most solid with the base candidate, uh, who would necessarily prevail or the one the base liked the most. Bernie Sanders, the left-wing base, liked the most for Democrats. Howard Dean, for a while, the Democrat base, liked the most, and they weren't the general election candidates. So anyway, so my, my breakdown, to just to summarize, was I think Ron DeSantis is still running for president. Um, we'll get into I think he had one really good moment last night. And other than that, he was pretty just uh, you know solid but not breakthrough. Um, I think... I'm really curious to hear your take on the Nikki Haley Vivek stuff. That got that got oh, feisty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that got a little that got a little, whoa. Um, so I, I don't know if Nikki Haley helped herself at all in that regard, but I think that Vivek, Nikki, and Scott are all running for cabinet positions in a Trump administration. I think that Pence and Christie are running because they hate Trump and want to take shots at him, uh, and you know they like the attention. Burgum obviously is like, hey, I'm Doug Burgum. I'm a smart guy. <laughs> yeah. Listen to me, and then. DeSantis. That's my that's my overall for the whole thing. So here's here's the question, and we agree in in many respects. I felt like the debate itself was a lot of parody. In in a sports context, it's like everybody's like it's kind of like the NFL. Everybody's two and one or one and you know one and two or whatever. There's a lot of very you know very close uh, jumble. And then to me, the question now is. Let's take a step back and think about what Democrats did. In 2020, Democrats came out of Iowa and New Hampshire, Buck, and they were a total mess. And Bernie was actually in the lead. But they had Bernie, that Bloomberg jumped in because people were so unhappy with the options. Uh, you had Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, like this big sort of mess. And then as they got ready for South Carolina... Basically, the Democrat power broker said, Biden's the guy, everybody else is done. And it just ended. Democrats rigged the game for Joe Biden to be the nominee. And then COVID happened and like everything kind of fell apart. But Biden won in South Carolina and it was like, okay, 
Then you go into Super Tuesday. This thing's over. Biden's the guy. If you are of the opinion that Trump should be beaten as about, let's say, half of the Republican electorate right now in the primary is, then everybody else has to drop out except for about two or three people. And Iowa needs to be, this is my opinion, Iowa needs to be a race of like, there's four or five total candidates, New Hampshire, and then by the end of Iowa and New Hampshire, by the time you go to South Carolina, there needs to be one candidate basically running against Trump if your goal is to beat Trump. Now, I know there's lots of Trump people out there who are saying nobody's going to beat Trump, and I certainly can understand that. I, I can work the math with you. But that is the question for me, because why would Vivek drop out? Why would Chris Christie drop out? Why would Mike Pence drop out? They all get more attention by staying in. I think that they're all going to stay in. And as a result, this is never going to be close and Trump's going to be the nominee. Yes. I don't, you agree? I don't like see that. that. Yes. Yeah. I don't really see. And, and for the people, I, we got a lot of people who listen who are, look, I, I hear from DeSantis. Penn, I'm not sorry, not Pence, DeSantis, Haley, and actually some Tim Scott people who listen to yeah. the show. You know, they'll reach out and they'll say, guys, it's not over. It's not over. It's absolutely not over. The, the contest hasn't even really begun. Not a single vote has been cast. We're assessing the dynamics as they stand today. And the dynamic right now is Trump appears invincible and or insurmountable, but that is an appearance. That is not a reality. That can change and we leave open that possibility. This is why we have a primary. All of you, and of course Clay and I in our individual capacities, get to go and vote in the states we live in and and decide who the best nominee for the party will be. All of that said, the debate last night, it came off as um, cacophonous. Oh, that's it, a good word. Yeah. Thank you, sir. It came off as a little too, um, I, I think, a, a little more aggressive than it should have, a little more, a little more tension than there should have been. Uh, in some different places, uh, it, it's, and I, I'm not even, I'm not trying to be funny. It's, it was true that one of the, uh, anchors was hard to understand. Yeah. Uh, hard to understand the questions, which was not helpful. And um, she was also asking woke questions. Very left wing questions. She were, um, you know, an MSNBC panelist. Yes. So, I mean, that's just a statement of fact. I mean, I know people can get very sensitive about that, but I, I, I couldn't she understand. She was the Univision, she, Univision yes, employee, right? Univision, yeah. uh, Cal- Calderon, I believe. Yeah. Um, uh, she was hard to understand and that wasn't helpful. Um, and, and then I think in a, in a few other places, there was so much crosstalk and it, and you see, this is why Trump not showing up. And this is what I want to get to why Trump not showing up seems to work so well for him because it ends up, uh, a little bit like, you know, fifth grade soccer, right? Fifth grade soccer for anybody. So I've coached soccer. I've played soccer. You know, when you get to the high school level, people spread out. They'll actually, oh, yeah. you know, work on some tactics. My wife is coaching uh, third grade soccer right now. Very cool. I didn't yes. know that. That's yes. awesome. Um, but she she could speak to this. When you're in the third grade, it's usually everyone just clusters around the ball. Like you yes. just have ten. You know, you have eleven kids, ten on each side that aren't the goalies, and they're just all in this little beehive of activity around Correct. the ball. And that's kind of what it looks like on stage when you have four or five presidential candidates. All They're all right on the ball, fighting for the ball, trying to get attention. So there's something a little bit uh, undermining about that. 
I watched. Did you watch Trump's speech last night? I watched. I've not all watched of it. it. No, I watched it. Um, look, he's so comfortable being the showman, and you know, one thing that I don't think we've really uh, factored into all of our uh, political analysis here, or we haven't really discussed yet, because I often say, Clay, look, the incumbency is really powerful, and it is yeah. right. You look at history; incumbency is really powerful. You know what also is really powerful? I was already the guy. Yeah. I already had the job. Like, we haven't come across that very often, where a former president is now saying, give me the job again. But it's not hard to see, you know, when you've been to the big game, it's not hard to think you're going to be in the big game again. And I think there's there's just a perception, uh, a perception aspect there, where Trump's standing up there and he's just like, guys, I'm the guy. He looked very comfortable giving his speech. I don't think it was actually to the UAW. It was to other auto industry employees, but in Michigan last night. Yeah, and and Buck, we'll play some of these clips for those of you who didn't watch out there. The other thing I thought, you know, big picture on the um, on the debate, I thought you're right. Cacophonous is the right word. It was a lot of crosstalk, a lot of talking over. I didn't think the audio was great. I also thought the opening questions, like I jotted down, they open with the auto strike. I think that's look, I'm not I understand we have a lot of listeners in Michigan, a lot of listeners in the Midwest who are involved in that strike. And, uh, and certainly I understand why that's important for you. I think that's like the 20th most important issue for your average Republican primary voter right now. I don't get the sense that the auto worker strike is near the apex. That was their first question, which felt influenced by Trump, Buck, to me, that they even decided to go with that as the very first question. And then the second question was about the government shutdown. We haven't even talked about that on the program because it's such, to me, a sideshow. We know that eventually the government's not going to be shut down, right? So all of this obsession with, oh, my goodness, the government might shut down and everything else, uh, it, the government's not shutting down forever, right? Eventually they're going to work out a deal. And so I thought they set the tone of the debate as messy because they started in that first 20 or 25 minutes when a lot of people are like, okay, is this going to be entertaining or not? Is there going to be something to be gleaned from this? They started with the auto strike and they started with the government potential shutdown. Both of those I don't think register for most Republican primary voters as apex level interest. Um, certainly we haven't talked about either on this program and this is the most listened to radio program just about in the country. Um, and so we're pretty good at topic choice. That, that to me felt like a miss right out of the gate. And then, um, I just well, felt also, like what, it was. What's a Republican really supposed yeah. to say about that right now? Like, what what is the? That's. A, uh, I mean, there is. That's a good point. There's not a great point of distinction. I also thought, and this is just kind of a, a a lesson in general. Whenever there was a disagreement, allow the disagreement to play out. It was like there was a disagreement. They're sniping at each other. There's argument over an issue, and then they just totally pivoted to a brand new issue. And they didn't allow the conflict to play itself out. Yeah. The conflict was actually the most interesting part of the debate. Like, you're going after each other. There are differences being developed. And then suddenly you have the Ilya Calderon lady pirouette in and say, what do you think about the Latinos who were upset about the situation at the border? And so well, we're not even talking about that right right now, right? It was just, it felt very disjointed. It was poorly moderated. I will, I will just throw that out there. There were, there were moderation and structural mistakes, uh, for, for as these debates go. Um, I mean, I already mentioned, you know, one of the anchors was difficult. To, I mean, if you can't understand the questions, that's a really challenging place to start. Uh, I, I, I think Clay, 
that there should be a cons- there should be some consideration given to the possibility of not having so many people on the stage. And that doesn't mean we shouldn't hear from all these voices, but the same way that you have to qualify in order to get on that stage, I think they should do it in in tiers, meaning, you know, you get four candidates who are the four bottom and the three candidates at the top or some mixture thereof yeah. uh, and break it out over either two. I, I would rather hear one hour with three of them on the stage and one hour with four of them on the stage than two hours with seven of them on the stage. It was really very few takeaways, way too much interruption and, and mess. RNC needs to step in. There needs to only be three or four people on the next stage. That, that's and 800-282-2882. You guys can weigh in. Uh, cell phone service company Pure Talk did something really smart this summer for the benefit of their customers, new and established. Pure Talk increased the monthly data allowance on plans by 50% without increasing low monthly cost of just 20 bucks. That's looking out for their existing customers while also doing their best to attract new ones too. New plan also comes the mobile hotspot. No price increases whatsoever. Is it time for you to make the switch? Monthly plan, just 20 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text. Now 50% more 5G data plus a mobile hotspot. Veteran-owned customer service team all working right here in the good old USA. Pure Talk has great 5G nationwide cell phone service. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, that's dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, make the switch to Pure Talk today. Inspiring you to seek out the truth. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. 
Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and frauds to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from selected past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look, and HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. So I was expecting that Chris Christie, you know, from Jersey, I thought that he'd have a few moments where he'd get in a few lines. I got to tell you, this was bizarre to me. <laughs> like this was—I don't even know this was an insult or this was. Uh, here we go. Can you play clip nine for me? This was Christie's big moment. This was him doing his pirouette on the stage, trying to stick the landing, etc. Play nine. I want to look at that camera right now and tell you, Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching, okay? And you're not here tonight, not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. Donald Duck. He had to write that out beforehand, right? I mean, this, oh, this that's all. Like, this is that's the line that he was ready to, to throw down. I'm sitting here. I'm like, first of all, I don't know. I think people kind of like Donald Duck. I don't know if that's really a. And also, you, it's it's such a vague reference to him not going to the debate. I don't know. It, it, it wasn't Chrissy's best. Christie didn't send his best. I'm just telling you. Well, I think it was so planned, and that's my biggest issue with these debates in general. And I think it's why Trump has a lot of success in them. You can't over-prepare. And so many of these answers are clearly scripted and they feel almost memorized that it doesn't feel like an organic conversation. And that's where I think Trump often has such success because he doesn't sound like a traditional politician. I mean, I'll use him as an example. Mike Pence, when he dropped the I'd been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years line and he thought people were going to laugh, it sounded so corny and so politician-like that I can see why Trump is trouncing so many of these people because they're wildly, wildly overprepared uh, in the grand scheme of things. But i got to tell you, MyPillow has a big closeout sale going on right now on a product used by everybody in this, ar- ar- uh, in this entire audience. Sheets. The luxurious feeling of Perkel sheets with sets reduced by more than 60%. The MyPillow Perkel sheets available in a variety of colors and sizes in inventory and available for immediate shipping. Queen size sheets, 35 bucks. Twin size sets, just $25 with the promo code Clay and Buck. You're going to love these. 
Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square to get the MyPillow Perkel sheets for as low as 25 bucks, 35 for a queen set. Promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We are rolling through reacting to the second Republican debate last night. I would say this was for me, Buck, the biggest fireworks moment from the debate. Nikki Haley does not like Vivek Ramaswamy. And uh, I, I think sometimes you can't really tell on the stage based on shifting political allegiances and everything else. I think Vivek saying that everybody but him on the stage was bought and paid for really kind of united everyone in hating Vivek. Not that there's anything wrong necessarily with being the most hated person on the stage, because certainly Trump dealt with that a lot in 2015 based on all the traditional politicians that were up on the stage there. But Nikki Haley went after Vivek. And, Buck, if you remember, after the first debate, um, I think the biggest takeaway for a lot of people was Vivek was the biggest newsmaker in that debate. could be positive or negative. He got an early blip. I think he has since faded some uh, in terms of his momentum. It's It's died out to a large extent. Would you agree with that? The only idea that I could remember from last night from Vivek was on birthright citizenship. He was right which, on that. We'll which, play that at he, some point, too. He articulates it. Yeah, we'll get to that. He articulates it very well. But that's not a Vivek idea. Trump actually was working on that and said he was going to do something about that when he was president. It didn't happen. Um, he says he's going to do it this time. But my point is, it's just it wasn't an original Vivek idea. There are a lot of people who are claiming Vivek has a habit of taking lines from other people. They're actually, um, what do you call it, a ma- mashup uh, of Vivek lines and Barack Obama lines. Have you seen this? No, I haven't. Seen, I, saw the, I saw the headline. I didn't click on it, but I saw it trending on social. I mean, Vivek is using lines that are Obama lines uh, at different points, you know, about. I'm just saying like this is this is now you he'll I'm sure he would say it's just common political language or something. If you watch the mashup, it's uh, not that common. Um, so, you know, that, that, that's been a little bit of a challenge for him at this phase. I think a lot of the answers that he gives, look, he's obviously incredibly, uh, high IQ. I like the guy. So this isn't like, I'm just trying to assess him as a performer on stage. I like Vivek. I think he's smart. Um, but I feel like a lot of the answers all kind of sound the same. Like every answer turns into like, this is the greatest country in the world. And let me explain why it's the greatest country in the world. It's like, all right, buddy, you know, like t- tone it down a little. This was a criticism actually of Ted Cruz when he was running in 2016. I remember Rush actually said this too, but people were pointing this out. Like, does Ted Cruz talk about the constitution when he's having his cornflakes in the, mo- in yeah. the morning? Like, you know, l- you know, s- slow down a little bit. Um, that, that would be, I think the challenge that he has, but the Nikki Haley thing, cause I know we want to get to that. I know I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going on here, but the Nikki Haley thing, it was weird because it was mean, but also of all the criticisms you could have of Vivek, dumb or making people dumber is not one of them. That's that's not a Vivek criticism. People call him a fake or they say that he's you know too Trumpy and not being honest about it. Whatever. He's a very smart guy. And here's do you want to play this? Here's, yeah, let's here's play. What he it. said. 
This is infuriating because TikTok is one of the most dangerous social media apps yes, that we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. Hmm. Because I can't believe you know, they I hear you've Haley got a name. TikTok situation. What they're doing is 150 million people are on TikTok. <laughs> that means they can get your contacts, they can get your financial information, they can get your emails, they can Let get me just text say, messages, they can get all I, this of is important. This is China very important for our exactly party. What they're this doing. is very important. And what we've seen is say, you've gone and you've helped China build, make medicines in China, not America. Me, you are now wanting kids to go and get on the social media that's dangerous for all of no. us. You went and you were in business with the Chinese that gave Hunter Biden $5 million. We can't trust you. I mean, she tried to shove him off the cruise ship there. You yeah. know what I mean? That was all in. So, and then Vivek, by the way, in his defense, came back and said, we shouldn't be talking personal attacks or whatever. It didn't really register because he said you're all bought and paid for last debate. And I also think, and I don't know whether you agree with this or not, Buck. I also think it looks kind of wimpy when somebody says something mean and you're like, let's leave the personal attacks out of this. It's like, okay, uh, I get it. Like to your point, Nikki Haley calling Vivek's Ramaswamy dumb. I don't think it registers because he's not dumb. Right? Like, you can attack Vivek for a lot of things. He is super smart. And so his point on TikTok, I didn't actually think was bad. It is funny, though, that they're talking about banning TikTok while TikTok is advertising during yep. the debate. I mean, come on. This thing's not getting banned. I, I told uh, you all. That, I, I told you all. Remember, there was that whole frenzy for a while. There were the Capitol Hill hearings. I was like, guys, they're, they're not going to ban TikTok. And the precedent that this sets is actually very troubling. And I was really a lone voice on that. And here we are. TikTok has not been banned. And I keep telling everybody, you know, if you want to be worried, if you want to be worried about your freedom and about the future, Google, which is left-wing and authoritarian in its tendencies here at home, has far more impact on American politics, on American perception, on your sec- on your security of your information. Uh, you know, we trust these companies. They know everything about you guys. Okay. And, and they have proprietary information on all of you. Everyone listening to this right now, that is far more concerning to me than, you know, what you're scrolling through on TikTok. And I think Google, by TikTok, the way, to build on that buck, search to cut you up, yeah. Google shouldn't be able to or, or, or to own YouTube as well. For people out there who I think a lot of people don't think about this buck. YouTube is the most powerful video platform in the United States by far, by far. My kids only watch YouTube. If you are under, you've got YouTube TV. If you are under the age of 40, YouTube is the place that you go for most of your video content. Now, some people still go to TikTok. My thing on TikTok, Buck, would be I would like to see the American assets sold to an American company so it's not owned by China. But I actually thought Vivek's answer on TikTok made some sense. He's saying kids under 16 shouldn't be able to get on social media. I actually don't disagree with that at all. I think their brains are too young. Now, they may sneak on, but it used to be that we made, you know, I, I'm so let me give you an example. I think kids getting on TikTok is more dangerous to me and and TikTok and social media in general at 13 or 14 is far more dangerous to me than 18 or 19 year olds drinking beer, right? Like we won't let kids buy beer until they're 21. I think 13 and 14 year olds being on social media is more dangerous to them than an 18 or a 19 year old buying beer. So I actually thought that, that Vivek's answer on TikTok made sense. 
So Nikki's attack on that, I didn't think was, uh, was, was registered. Where do you, where do you think the animosity comes from? Because I, I think, and I think it's just because Nikki Haley's been, she's, she's kind of paid her dues. Yeah. She was U.S. ambassador to the United Nations under Trump. She's been in the game. She was a uh, governor of South Carolina and Vivek has come along. And I believe in most of the polls I've seen, he's either right there alongside her, or maybe a little ahead. It's they're, they're very close, but I've weeks ago, there were polls where he was far out ahead of her and he's had a breakout and she hasn't. And you know, I think. These are very ego-driven people. There's no way around it. These are people for whom this is quite personal, and they take it very personal. Because it, to me, I, I thought she did damage to her brand at some level last night to to say that. Like there are ways to go after Vivek, but to say that I sound dumber every time you speak, like well, not in the seventh grade. You know what I mean? That was a little weird. I thought that they told her put on your boxing gloves and start throwing haymakers. Because okay, she also did. said it too. I mean, I think that was intentional advice. She also went after Ron DeSantis. And I thought maybe in the, the underrated, most, uh, explosive moment of the debate might have been when she said, bring it, Tim, to Tim Scott, because they actually know each other really well. I mean, they yeah. are both South Carolina politicians. I'm not talking about like know each other in the context of you're both kind of famous politicians and you cross paths every now and then. Like, they would know, I would imagine, both being from a relatively small state of South Carolina and having known each other for 20-plus mm. years, they would know everything. So when she said, bring it, Tim, it was like when, uh, you know, two uh, two fraternity brothers decide to throw down or two sorority sisters, however you want to say it. It was like there was something deeply personal there where, like, I think Tim Scott was actually surprised that she attacked him in the way that uh that that he because he didn't really tim scott went after vivek but tim scott didn't really go after nikki haley at first and then she was like well he hasn't done anything in 12 years and he was like oh really oh we're gonna go there well let's just throw down then so one thing that was in the back of my mind for the whole two hours of that debate as it was going on you had these seven people on stage and the only one that I can really recall, other than Chris Christie, but for him, I, I, that doesn't really. But the only one who was really pointing out that the leading Republican contender didn't even feel the need to show up yep. was Ron DeSantis. And, yeah. and beyond that, if you're really running for president and you're in the Republican primary presidential debate, there is no other Republican primary debate, meaning, you know, there's not like, it's not like, uh, Two different sports leagues, right? Like this is the yeah. one. You're going to this, you're not going at all. The people on that stage, this is why I said I think only one of them is really running for president, seem to have no problem with the disrespect that they should feel from Donald Trump not even feeling like he has to show up and not being willing to. There was no talk about COVID, no talk about the COVID spending, no talk about what happened in 2020. If you're a Republican primary contender, and you're not going to go after Trump on what happened in 2020, really? And what results did he really get versus what he promised? How are you running for president? Like, a better way of putting it is, why are you running for president? And right. this has always been my problem with Vivek. Vivek is like, Trump is awesome, A+, plus, I love him. It's like, okay, well, he's already been president, and he wants to be president again. What are you doing in the way? I want him to be my advisor? No, sorry, no one's buying that. So... That's what I felt like last night. Ron DeSantis will go after Trump. 
Ron DeSantis will say he's not, you know, man enough or whatever it is to show up and actually debate. You know what I mean, Clay? Like, yeah. It, well, I mean, that, that to me goes to the question here. That is the most important question coming out of the second debate. And this is something that the RNC is going to have to figure out. Why would any of these people drop out? They're not going to. And that to me, Dana Perino is getting criticized for her final question. Like, who would you vote off the island or whatever? That was a big moment. Can we, can we come back to that? Yeah. I think, I think that's important, but that is the biggest question that actually needs to be asked coming out of the second debate is why are any of these people going to drop out? Well, she she wasn't like who should she's like who yeah. should be exiled? Yeah, <laughs> who should be she went survivor style? Like who would yeah. you vote off the island? Basically, which which was mean because anyway, <laughs> it's just like it was just going to get very petty. We'll, we'll get into that. Actually, we'll probably do when we come back. We also want to take your calls and hear from. Let's try to get a, a diverse uh, set of perspectives uh, about how this went last night. So if if. Uh, if I'm, you know, hopefully it's not just going to be five phone calls about how Trump won the night. We know all the polls show that Trump, you know, is the biggest thing in the Daily Mail. But if you have some other component of it that you want to get into the mix here or some, if you thought somebody had a breakout performance, I don't know, man. I mean, does Doug Burgum have merch? I mean, I'm not going to vote for him for president, but I like the guy. I thought he did a good job. I was pretty impressed. All right, let's talk about the company Legacy Box. It's an example of a great American success story. Founded in Tennessee more than a decade ago, they set up shop to solve a problem for consumers, how to preserve old aging media like videotapes, audio cassettes, film reels, and print photographs. Legacy Box digitally transfers these items onto digital files that family members can watch again. They launched the company just in time for the holidays, providing a priceless gift that so many people enjoyed and treasured. Hands down, it's one of the most thoughtful and sentimental gift ideas. Since then, they've grown and expanded from a handful of employees to more than 200 technicians, all trained to hand transfer your precious memories onto digital files. You choose whether you want a link, thumb drive, or DVD. That's up to you. Legacy Box has done this now for more than a million families, and they're ready to do it again this coming holiday season. Once you send them your tapes, films, and photos for digitizing, they will digitally transfer them all and then ship them back to you along with those new digital files. Get started now with Legacy Box. Use this website and save 40% off their regular pricing. LegacyBox.com slash buck. LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. Memories are a gift that keep on giving. Preserve your priceless memories today with LegacyBox.com slash buck. Clay and Buck 24-7. Subscribe today. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. 
Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then, HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and frauds to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from selected past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look, and HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C L A Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Welcome back in here, team. We'll be coming back with more at the top of the next hour on uh, the policy side of this debate. Some of the big takeaways birthright, citizen, uh, citizenship got discussed. We've also got our friend Carol Markowitz, who was at the debate. Um, you may have actually seen her. She was uh, sitting right kind of behind where the, uh, I keep wanting to say that the moderators were. And, uh, and yes, Carol will be with us. Carol Markowitz of the New York Post. We'll talk to her and much to discuss there. Uh, we've got some VIP emails. We have phone calls. <laughs> Let's start with Linda on the VIP email side. Remember, go to clayandbuck.com and please subscribe to be VIP. It's also a great way to show your support for the show and all the folks working on it. Linda writes, that debate was horrible. <laughs> bad questions, bad management. I love Tucker's interviews of the candidates much better, more informative. This was just sound bites and cringy. Haley and Pence were super annoying. It is obvious no one there, including the moderators, wanted to give Vivek a chance. The requirements to get on stage should be much higher with less candidates and no talking over people. Um, I, I think, I think that's right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to see, put a lot in there, but. Uh, I don't, I don't, do you feel like they were trying to, um, box, box in Vivek? I didn't really pick up on that. I, I, I didn't. I, I felt like, again, from the moment you start, I'm big on starting. Uh, the, the tone that you set for the debate, when they started with auto worker strike and then followed it up with government shutdown, 
I thought that it just set the first 25 or 30 minutes of the debate off on the foot of, again, I would bet 95% of the people that are listening to us right now. Those are not two issues that you are focused on when it comes to deciding who you are going to support going forward. And I actually thought inflation. I mean, it's a Fox business debate, ostensibly. I want to know about the business. I mean, we got very few questions about business-related, economic-related issues. I would have opened straight up. I mean, they even said in the intro, and I was like, okay, this is good. Cost of goods are up 18%, which is the number one story, I think, for why so many people, every time you go to the grocery store, every time you go to a fast food restaurant, every time you go to fill up with gas. I went and filled up with gas this morning, Buck. Gas station by my house, almost $4 a gallon. Uh, uh, I mean... It is continuing to rise everywhere uh, when it comes mm. to, uh, to to what it's going to cost, and premium was up almost to five dollars a gallon. Like this is this is something that is really hitting everyday Americans. We didn't get a question about it. Jay in Jersey, Jay, what have you got for us? Yeah, hi guys. Uh, I thought the debate last night was awful. You know, it was just it was so stupid. I actually thought that DeSantis brought it up with Sean last night that maybe there could be a one-on-one debate with DeSantis and Trump. That would actually be worth watching. Yes. Something that gets to see. I, I, I think, look, if I am on the DeSantis, thank you so much for the call, Jay. Clay, if, if I were like a DeSantis campaign person, um, I would say that Ron should just start saying, you know, you know when a boxer wants the title fight? Yeah, and says, you know, he's ducking me, he's ducking me, he won't. Not that, not that Trump should show off on a stage with six people because that's a mess. Trump and DeSantis, DeSantis should be pushing for that. I don't know if he'll get it, but he should be pushing for it. DeSantis also just teed off on Trump on a big way on Fox News. We've got the audio. We'll play it for you when we come back. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel the to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve.
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash iHeart.